Welcome to Necessity. I'm Lindsay Jackson. And I'm Marguerite Pierce. Today, we're going to discuss an article that was published for Zora. And the title is, You're Allowed to Grieve the Year That Would Have Been. And this was published um, just a few weeks ago on March 30th. So we're going to kind of dive into a, a lot of great points that were highlighted in this article. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think uh, we can just go ahead and get started with one of the the quotes from this article. There were so many quotables, um, but the first one um, is really about us moving away from the hierarchy of loss. Um, a licensed therapist and a motivational speaker named uh, Thelma Bryant Davis talks about how we need to move away from the hierarchy of loss that myth that we should hold someone else's suffering as greater than ours, which prevents us from honoring our own emotions as valid. Right. And that in itself is extremely powerful. I think of people I know who are affected by this pandemic a lot harder than I'm being affected. Mm -hmm. And I find myself saying, you know what? My situation is not that bad. Oh, I need to hurry up and just get over this because somebody just lost a family member or someone's not getting paid. Right. You know? Right. Right. And I, I, I think it's, you know, we always think about having it worse, right? That somebody, no matter how crazy or how hurt or how disappointed our situation could be, we always try to put it in perspective and say, oh, well, there's somebody that has it worse than me and try to mm-hmm. make ourselves, you know, feel better and not really give space feel. or honor, mm-hmm. right, the disappointment or the emotions that we're feeling, right? We're just saying, oh, no, I shouldn't feel this and find a way to hurry up and, and get over it. Yeah. And it makes me also think that we're in this society of comparison. And so we'll even compare not just our gains, which is a very common, right? Right. Comparison is where it's like, oh, this person's successful. Well, I got an award for mine. Right. (laughs) But then there's now where we're comparing our losses and it's like, wait, hold on. That loss was pretty big for them. You know, let me put my little loss aside. I shouldn't really talk about mine because they're dealing with something that's way bigger. And I think that every loss is equal, right? It's not one loss is greater, bigger, smaller than the other. It is a loss. And it's for the perspective of that individual who's experiencing that loss. Right. Right. And and I think, um, you know, right after that, like they, they go into, uh, talking about like resilience. Right. And I think, Mm -hmm. um, uh, there's a, a wellness expert that was quoted here, uh, Debbie Brown and, uh, pretty much saying, look, none of us have to go directly into resilience. If you are feeling disappointed, confused, or scared, it's important to speak those feelings so that they can be processed and dissolved. So there's no need to bury it deep in your belly or try to stuff Mm -hmm. it in your pocket. Mm -hmm. everybody's, Everybody's life is different. Everybody's experience is different. So, you know, if you're disappointed that... You you can't do your your morning drive to work. Go ahead, like feel that disappointment and kind of let it pass um, so you can, can so you can resolve it so it can exactly. be processed. 
Right. And again, it's about rushing through our emotions, rush, rushing through our feelings. We're encouraged not to spend too much time being down. Not, don't spend too much time being disappointed. And that sometimes leave us, leaves us not feeling it at all. And then right. we try to, you know, maybe numb ourselves, distract ourselves from experiencing the feeling. And guess what? Those feelings are going to come out in our behaviors anyway. So even if you're not talking about it, trust me, you are acting it out. You're just not aware of it, you know? Right. Yeah, because I think it's interesting, you know, how the messaging on social media, like, has changed, right? Mm -hmm. There's just a lot of these, oh, be positive, be positive. Oh, you know, you should be able to do this, learn some new new skill, get a six-pack, like, do all these things with the, and I'm going to do air quotes, extra time time. that we Mm -hmm. have. Right. And it's just like, mm, it's not that black and white because this is not normal circumstance. Right. And we've never been in these circumstances, but it's true. I think of this post that was going around on social media. Like if you don't come out of this pandemic with a new skill, a side hustle and, you know, money saved up, then you wasted your time. Right. Or a book. Or a book. Like write a whole book. Like, yeah, don't judge me. I'm going to experience this the way that I need to experience it. I might sit on my behind a couple of days. I was talking to my mother recently and I said, what did you get done today? And she says, nothing. I said, that's okay. She says, no, it's the third day of nothing. I said, ma, one, you're retired. Right. Two, who coming over? (laughs) Three, it is okay to get nothing done. Like stop judging yourself about it. Right. But we're trained to do that. You must be productive. You must be hustle and bustle. You must be chasing something. Yeah. But it, but what I think what has like this past month is I, I'm, I'm sitting with a question and it's, what are the benefits to all of that, to the hustle and bustle, to the grind culture, to, to just going a mile a minute? What are, what are the gains? What are, what's mm-hmm. in the pro column? I think the only thing I could toss on over there is building like discipline and structure, right? But discipline, but that may not even be because I think the hustle and bustle just provides stress anxiety. Um, it leaves no room for pace and being intentional. You, yeah, you end up losing your focus, your mind, <laughs> Yeah, all of that. And it, and it really doesn't. And now that like you say that, and I'm thinking about it, like, like totally the, you know, commuting, dropping someone off to school, like a huge source of stress for me. And it doesn't really leave you with wiggle room for the unexpected. Like even the smallest thing that goes left or goes wrong, you 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 can kind of make a mountain out of it, right? Mm-hmm. Because you're so There's used no room for to it. this rigid, oh, it's gotta be like this. And so you have this these ex- expectations around mm-hmm. it. And the minute that it goes off course, you're like your stress, right? Our stress I, increases. Yeah, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to pivot. I don't know how to adapt. And it's you get frazzled. Yeah. yeah, you get frazzled. So, so true. It's so so true. And I think that that's another piece of the article where they talk about kind of spending this time with yourself, mm-hmm. right? Getting to know yourself better. 
um, Nadia Lopez is referenced in this article as well, yeah. right? And really talking about how she was at home way before the pandemic due to some, you know, medical issues that were non-COVID-19 related. Right. And she had a birthday coming up and she was just really excited and used to having a big celebration for her birthday. But this pandemic provided an opportunity to experience herself differently. Right. Um, and I think that that's what this time does. It says... What are the things that pull you? What are the things that push you outside of the demands of your work? Yeah. What are the things that push you, get you out of your bed? What are the things that make you kind of, you know, cringe a little bit? What are the things, what's your temperament when you're not being pulled in a hundred different directions? That's what I think about, you know? Yeah. It's just, it's just a, it's a, whatever comes out of this, I think, yeah, the spending time with yourself and the introspection mm -hmm. and the reflection of who you were before this mm -hmm. and who you're going to be after. Mm. And that's, that's a great question. I think we should all be encouraged to kind of journal about that. I think we all should be journaling about our experiences in COVID-19. Yeah. Like that was a big part of, you know, why I made the commitment to, to start journaling every day, because I was just like, yo, this is, this is, a an opportunity for transformation. And mm -hmm. I just want to see, I want to be able to document how I'm feeling. Right. And I'm mm -hmm. not putting, I'm not putting any particular end goal on it. Right. I'm just curious to see the different emotions that um, show up for me on mm -hmm. a daily basis, right? Because this is completely uncharted territory and some days I'm okay. Like I'm doing well with it and I can kind of act normally, right? As if this wasn't going on, as if we weren't right. in the middle of a pandemic. But then other days I'm like, I wake up and I'm this like, oh, this is still happening? This is for yeah. real? Like, this yeah. is for real. For real, for real. For real, for real. It's like, <laughs> it's like you think about, you know, the movies and, like, the, how sometimes there's this slow buildup to things. And you're like, oh, okay, this kind of feels, it feels like that. It feels like somebody wrote this mm -hmm. out. Mm -hmm. Wrote this terrible horror oh, story. Sorry, exactly. But yet there's so many great things that can also come from this as well you know right 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 and um, it varies you know yeah for each person it does it really does um so I think you know the author and I, I'm not sure if I mentioned her name at the at the beginning but her name is uh Candace Marie Benbo and um she I think she just did a really good job of mm -hmm. you know putting together all the things that we were, a lot of us were feeling, but maybe mm -hmm. didn't, didn't have the words or the order or to, to communicate as eloquently as she did. And, you know, bringing in the various, um, you know, wellness experts and motivational speakers to, to really dissect like mm -hmm. how we should be processing our feelings around this. Mm -hmm. And I think the key thing in what you're saying, though, is even that how we should be and it there, is, you know, it's however you choose, choose to. Right. No. Yeah. And and the biggest thing is just that we are being socially responsible 
right? So it's like, hey, you process this however you need to. But once you leave your house, just need you to be responsible so right. that other people are not being uh, or suffer the consequences of your choices. Of your right? actions. But, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And this is, and this is, I think, again, like, especially with our society, like as, as Americans, we, we just have a strong sense of individuality and mm-hmm. personal freedoms, right? Mm-hmm. And so this whole thing and the social distancing and, and you're talking about the responsibility we each now have for one another mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is, is in direct contrast to kind of what our normal life and our, our, our culture pretty much mm-hmm. was, has dictated up until this point is like, okay, well, you know what? You're not going to tell me when I'm going to wash my hands and you're not going to tell me, you know, where to stand or, um, uh, not to go partying or, or everything like that. Like I just think about, you know, the weekend before Cuomo made the stay at home, you know, mandate order where social distancing was strongly suggested and strongly encouraged. But yet you had bars in Harlem Mm -hmm. and all over the city, East Village, West Village, packed to capacity as if nothing was going on. What's going on? Yeah, it's crazy. It, It was crazy in the very beginning to see how we were not being responsible. And I think... It is speaks to, you know, our individuality and that mindset that it's like, hey, don't tell me what to do. I'm going to do me. You do you. Mind your business. But it's like, wait, at this point, our your business is our business is everybody's, everybody's business. Right. Right. Everybody's business, you know, and we're at the, you know, the either the beginning of a decade. Right. Or we're ending it. Right. Right. Depending on how you look at it. But it's 2020. I feel like it's just cleaning us out and getting us ready for 2021, you know, and just saying, Hey, this is the clean out year and years after will be the year of growth and where we will flourish. Right. Right. And then you can also look at it as, you know, sometimes like people say, we'll say anecdotally, like if you're, if you're, if you're dealing with a personal challenge, Oh, you know, maybe there's some lesson for you to learn in all of this. And, mm-hmm. you know, they, they'll make those those sayings and those comparisons. So so maybe, you know, like this is an opportunity for us to really reevaluate how we've been living. Just mm-hmm. everything from A to Z and find out where we can make some adjustments improvements, and improvements, yeah. right? Because a lot of times, you know... It, we may not even question why we do things the way we do, right? And then even in the times where we do have um, the wherewithal to ask, sometimes the answer is, oh, well, this is just the We've way it is. Been We've always been doing it this way. Mm-hmm. We've mm-hmm. always been doing it this way. That's the trap right there, right? The vortex of familiarity, you just do it, right? you know? You just get sucked right into just doing it. Right, right. Because nothing says it has to be this way. Nothing says that the majority of society needs to work nine to five in a work in pop, an office. In an office. Exactly. Like what? What says that? What dictates that? Well, we've learned now that half of the jobs that we have, you could do that 
from home. Right. You know, now I must say for myself, I don't want to work from home. I would just rather have the flexibility to choose. Right. But my personality, I need to be out of my house because my home, I associate my home with relaxation, not getting, you know, business done, you know, not working. And so it's still taking a minute to kind of shift my mind and Mm -hmm. saying, Hey, this room is now for Work. work. Right. Right. The work you're being paid for. Right. right? Not just whatever. I'm working on my website. Oh, we're going to do this on a podcast. I I got that space. That's cool. Right. But there's a different space. You know, your body can associate, you know, spaces and people, you know, with. um, Yeah. And how how it shows up for whatever room you're entering. Right. Yeah. (laughs) And I think the other thing that is showing us is like, okay, well. The folks that um, have the essential jobs, they're not being paid nearly enough. Right, right, right. Because they are still at work every single day putting their lives on the line. They really are, you know? Nurses and doctors, police officers, firefighters, I mean, they all really are out there putting themselves out there. Right. EMTs, they're sacrificing themselves for the greater good. Exactly. And I like I think about like, you know, the janitorial staff of the the hospitals, of the supermarkets, the cashiers, the delivery people. These are jobs that, you know, a lot of folks would, you know, um, you know, upon and downplay. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But but yet these are the people that that we rely on, those who are privileged enough to work from home, that Mm -hmm. we we are now relying on on them to keep our way of life consistent yeah, and our conveniences yeah. consistent. And I think it raises the level of respect that we have for people who do that work. You know, you will begin to respect what they do a lot more. Hopefully they will get paid a lot more beyond the pandemic yeah. that it will, it won't be, Hey, during this time you'll get all of this money, but when it's over back to the low pay, okay. right? Yeah. No, no, come on. Right. So I'm hopeful that, there will be an increase of respect, um, that there will be this unified responsibility that we have for one another as a, as, as a world. Um, cause even how you say it gives us an opportunity to look at how we've been living our lives or how we've been showing up. It's been kind of effed up, you know, <laughs> it really has been. It really, really we have not been living at the best. You know, we've talked before about, you know, how much it raises our awareness about our health. I mean, people who have never taken vitamins, they taking vitamins now. now. Right. Look, my mother. I was like, Ma, you taking vitamins? Oh, I take vitamin D. Oh, that's it? That's all you got? <laughs> uh, okay, let me hook you up. Let me right. get the B12. Let me get the C's. C's you know, let's get all of that in right. there. Yeah. Right. To just be, to pay more attention to the things that we weren't that weren't high on our priority list, right? For whatever reason, to just right. now bring call some more attention to it and maybe move move some things up just a couple of notches, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I really do feel good about what's going to come out of this on the other side. I don't know when, right? But right. I do feel good about us as people and our ability to be resilient, mm-hmm. but our ability to really learn from these experiences and not be so hard headed and, and thick, you know, thick headed and narrow minded about it. Let's really open up the avenue of perspective mm-hmm. and allow each other in and yeah. really respect it. Yeah, respect one another too. Right, it's- exactly. 
Exactly, because I think we're at the end of the day, we're all in this together. So That's we can, the thing. We could, mm-hmm. we could do better and more when we, we unite. Mm-hmm. But see, that's the problem. People not listening. If they could just work together, we could flatten this, right? We could hopefully come out of this sooner than later. But people are still misbehaving. People are still out there hanging out, block parties in front of their house. I've seen videos of people in Harlem having a a COVID block party. Like, no, this is no. So ignorant. It's so selfish. It, it is. And it, and it is frustrating for the people that are, are trying their Following best them. to mm-hmm. follow the guidance, right? Exactly. Yep. Yep. It's just like, okay, well, now you messing it up for everybody. Everybody. It's like being in kindergarten. That one kid who didn't listen messed it up for everybody. Now we can't go all out recess. Exactly. Right. Now we can't go out at recess. Now we got to sit in the cafeteria because you wanted to play. Darn crazy. it. It's crazy. crazy. It's crazy. crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. crazy. Um, I think I've also just, it's been a huge shift. It really has been just a huge shift in being able to wrap our mind around the new normal. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and each of us have a different new normal. Right. Right. I think the thing that we share is the, the, the social distancing, which I would like to call physical distancing. Yeah, physical distancing right? is more appropriate. It is because when we say social distancing, it just encourages us to not be social with one another. Rather, physical distance, I can be, you know, a safe distance away from you, but we still can kind of be together and connect right? and, and interact. Connect. Right, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. It doesn't mean, you know, no connection or you know, no interaction. No, it's just keep your space. Um, mm-hmm. 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 I'm hopeful we can, like I said, come come out of this on the other side, really. Yeah. Really. So, you know, my friend, she just had a birthday yesterday. Okay. And uh, this is the friend who's supposed to go to Bali, right? So uh, we were supposed to go to yeah. Bali for her birthday, yes. you know? And so when I think about this article, right, and thinking of the year that could have been, that was supposed to be, that would have been, you know, we were supposed to go to Bali, like, Today was the day that we were going to arrive. We were going to be on a plane for like 24 hours, but yeah. we were going to arrive today. Today today was the day. Um, and so it was interesting to shift and figure out how can we still celebrate her birthday? How can we still have a good time with the physical, physical distancing, with the whole stay at home um, mandate going on? How can we do it? So, you know, we got on the phone, we had some drinks um, and that was a lot of fun. But you have to think of, new ways to celebrate instead of saying, gosh, darn it, my birthday is ruined. No, you are here and you get to celebrate another birthday in itself. That deserves some sort of champagne popping, some sort of prayer celebration, collective Zoom call, something. Something, yeah. Because you're here. You're here, right, right. But at the same time, though, you got to allow the space for the disappointment that Bali didn't happen, right? Yeah. In order to, to, to get there, you got to recognize those Correct. feelings of disappointment and then, you know, figure out how you want to move forward and, mm-hmm. and just, you know, be, at the end of the day, be okay with just being. Yeah. Practicing that acceptance, right? Just have to Ooh, accept. That is coming in. That is, whew. <laughs> 
if you needed a, a lesson on acceptance. Hello. Okay. The universe said, I got something for you. Accept Let me show this. you something. Exactly. And there's nothing you can do about it. Right. You know, um, and even talking about Bali and, and, and being able to have control, I was texting somebody about this Bali trip and how the Bali trip was moved. And I said, well, now I'm just living in this uncertainty. And the reality is, is we all in some way have been living in uncertainty. We've Already. just been riding on the wave of like hope and faith and just saying, hey, well, it worked out yesterday. So it will work out okay. today. But each day really is uncertain. Yep. Yep. But again, because we were so uh, ingrained with the hustle and bustle and the grind culture and all of this, that the uncertainty like was <laughs> like way down on the list. Like we could have, we probably recognized it and acknowledged mm -hmm. that, okay, yeah, if I walk out the door, I might not come back or things, you know, like that. But it wasn't in your face. It, it wasn't, wasn't in your face. It wasn't in the front of your mind. No. It was not at all. And that was not like a main thought that you had when you went out. It was more or less, I'll go out and I'll, I'll you know, back. do that. Exactly. But again, uncertainty could be that you go outside and the train isn't there when you wanted it to be, excuse me, your car doesn't start, Sorry. which has happened to me a couple of times. I need to replace my battery. Um, or, you know, you thought that things were going to go a certain way. And I think this pandemic is also providing us with an opportunity to build our own skill set around the uncertainty, right. right? Because when you deal with uncertainty and you don't have a lot of opportunities, you get frazzled, you get overwhelmed, you get angry, right? But we're starting to build some more um, familiarity with the uncertainty. Right. So it's like, hey, it didn't work out. That's okay. Mm -hmm. Let's let that sit. Let you know? that sit. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Hmm. Okay. Was there another quote that we wanted to... To tackle, let's see, let's see. There were, like, you know, folks find the article. We'll link to it in the show notes because I think it was it was just really a good read for mm -hmm. for me. Like, it helped mm -hmm. organize a lot of um, what I was feeling and thinking. It kind of validated they, a lot that, that I was feeling too. Yeah, you know? yeah, for sure. Yeah, tons of validation. Um, let's see. Yeah, I think. I think we touched on the main parts. Mm -hmm. I think, oh, one of the pieces in the article was about writing down your losses. Mm, yes, honoring right. your losses. So creating that space to honor the losses. So if, it, if I were to write that list, right, my loss would be that I'm not in Bali right now. My loss is that, you know, uh, not being in the office in a workshop, in a classroom doing training, mm -hmm. right? There's that loss of that. There's that also that loss of familiarity and comfort that I had with being in a classroom and, and teaching and training. Now I have to try it on the other side and do webinars and such, yeah, right? right? You know, but writing down those losses really does allow us to honor, honor them, process them, and, and allow us to move forward from them. Yeah, no, so. I I would challenge folks to, you know, write down your losses, even if it's two, three, but right. honor them, write right. them down. Them what space. is it that you're grieving right now? Grieve. Right. 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 Allow yourself to grieve and it's okay. Like it's okay. It's okay to grieve. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's no way that we can just be like, oh, this happened. Oh, okay. Now I'm, you know, working from home and homeschooling and, and doing all of this and I'm not used to this world, but that's okay. Yeah. No. And it's like, no, because 
like there are a lot of milestone moments, right? That are going to be missed. Mm-hmm. There's no graduation. Graduation. Prom. prom. Senior trip. This- oh. oh. <laughs> I'm right. No, seriously. It's like, crazy. These things that, you know, people that have experienced them have stories to tell and photos and memories to share about, you know, whatever happened back in the day and this, oh, so-and-so pulled this at graduation and it was awesome and all. You don't have that. You don't have that. You don't have that. And there are some people who have been waiting for this child to graduate. Maybe the first child in their family, family. first one in the generation to, to graduate. Right. You know, and, that, right. and, and though they may still graduate, that experience of sitting at a graduation and being in that crowd and clapping for them and taking all of them, those photos and watching them receive their diploma, degree, whatever, you miss that. Right. You know? And it and this highlights just how meaningful the ceremony and these rituals that we have are, right? To be able to connect with our loved ones and celebrate one mm-hmm. another. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I think this allows us to not take that kind of stuff for granted, right? Yeah, and for not sure. and not be like, oh, I gotta go to another birthday I gotta party. Go. I right. gotta go. Like, right. And just Come this on, sense of obligation. Mm-hmm. Like right. Uh, right. It's just allowing you to think about it differently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think the uh, the other side of that is that yes, we kind of put a lot of emphasis on these ceremonies and these traditions. But I think there's opportunities to create new ones right. and saying, "Hey, now you're not able to walk across the stage, but we know you're graduating, right? We know that you've been promoted. Right. So let's put on that cap and gown. Yeah. Well, let's create our Take own the tradition, our own ceremony, yep. whatever. Right? Yep. You could do a graduation on a Zoom call. It's just being creative. So you've got to sit in it, process it, grieve it, and then be creative with how to deal with that loss, right? right? And to, to come out of it. Right. All right. So yes, listeners, um, we talked about honoring our losses. And what we want to do is create an opportunity for you to honor your losses in a creative way. We want to hear how you're honoring your losses in a creative way. That means that you might use music, a poem, a TikTok video, but think about the losses and then think about how you can honor them. Tag us, use the hashtag necessity. You can use our handle that is N-E-C-E-S-S-I-T podcast. We want to hear from you. Can't wait. Yeah. And you guys won't be doing it alone because Lindsay and I, we're going to come up with a creative way to honor our losses as well. Because again, we're all in this together. So thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Bye.